0: Welcome back to the Per Service Podcast. This is a show about life in the performing arts. And today in our mini-series, Tell what that gig is like. We're looking at what life on tour is like. And There's no better tag team of guests, no hotter show than our very own Jess and Anna, who are living life on the road, playing eight shows a week with Hamilton. And we start off with a pretty big surprise to me that actually what most of us think is a full-time gig, playing with the same band every night, is really not the case. We also get into some real-life advice for playing shows and getting into the scene if that's what you're interested in doing. Along with Jessica Wiersma and Anna Luce who you'll hear mostly today, we also have Christian Marshall. He's a violist in Hamburg, Germany. And I am Michael O'Giblin. I'm a violinist with the Miami City Ballet. And we are the per-service podcast team, bunch, I don't know, whatever you call us. Real quick, I have two great offers to tell you about, and that is when you need to buy sheet music, you can save just a lot of money and time by visiting fixmusic.com. They have music for every instrument and voice type, and they can also get you anything you're looking for if you don't see it right away. And our podcast listeners can get 10% off their order on top of free shipping on orders over $30, when you use the promo code per service at checkout. That's P-E-R-S-E-R-V-I-C-E. So go ahead and visit fixmusic.com. That's F-I-C-K-S music.com. And also for our string player listeners, the next time you need some strings or rosin, bows, shoulder rests, maybe even a new picnic fiddle, be sure to visit fiddlershop.com. They have the lowest prices allowed on all these products. And as a special thank you to our listeners, you can get 5% off your order by using the promo code PERSERVICE. That's P-E-R-S-E-R-V-I-C-E at checkout. Alright, here's our show. New York. Just two Alexander Harris. We've been here. We've been here the whole the
1: time. Ta- the whole time. Yeah. Where have
0: you guys been? Did, did, did you not miss that? We had like months and months. The of whole content. the time. Woo! All right. Welcome back, everybody. Hey. Today on. Tell me what it's really like. Or no. Tell me what did I say? Tell me what that gig is like. Like put in some of that. Oh, like. Oh, yeah, um, you're
2: gonna have a theme song?
0: Yeah. I I had grand ambitions of making it this spectacular theme song, but then I was just like. The, we the still weekend have gig of song. the
1: week. Yep. Gig of the weekend. Gig,
0: <laughs> gig of every weekend. <laughs> Today we're talking about the Broadway touring life. Tour life. What is that what you is that what you guys call it? Tour is life. Is that what you would say? Tour life? Tour life? Hashtag tour life. We have two uh resident full time on the road lifetime warriors. So you're not weekend warriors, right? If you're just like oh, you're just kinda this is life now. Uh, residents of the Broadway hit, Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> with us today, they are none other <laughs> than Alexander Anna. And,
1: Hamilton. Uh, can you
0: can you sing like every Black. lyric by heart? Like can you just could just no, like thankfully. really? I, would, I, would, oh.
1: I ignore a lot of it.
0: <laughs> okay, so break it down for us, uh, Anna. You've been on tour for how long, roughly?
1: I kind of stopped counting, but it was January of last year.
0: Okay, and now currently it is Every May, March the end of May. May. Oh, my so gosh. So you've been, you've been, yeah. like... Almost 18 right. and months. And Jess, how long you've been, uh, was has it, it's like about a, has it been a year? No, no, not, not quite yet.
2: Oh, no, no, no. It's like a fake amount of time because I joined in October, but then was laid off and then I'm Interesting. back. Interesting. So
1: so October to now minus six weeks. Well, five because she played one week for me.
2: Okay, <laughs>
0: um, so that's did you, and you do you even count shows anymore? Do you, yeah, do you like do you I have do, like yeah, a tally? I've been
1: counting the whole time. I have a, a prison tally. <laughs> just, just just like kidding. tally marks but on the back. The, page. We joke we joke about that, but yeah, tally marks. We, we I don't I don't know if anybody else is doing their music, but just started doing it when she joined too. So this, right before your town. I've personally played 218 shows. That's a
2: lot. By the end of the week, it'll be 224.
0: So, the point in the episode, we really just want to, like, uh, would really want to know, what's it really like if you are at all curious about this avenue of gigs, and it, it seems glamorous, it's the same. it seems like it's, oh, you're in a new city every every week or something, it's, you... you pretty much you don't have rehearsals anymore. You just show up and play the show. So it's like you only have to work three... Yeah, it's, it a three hour it's an show? easy like schedule.
1: Saturdays um, and Sundays get a little hard, but it's an easy schedule, yeah. Yeah.
0: But I'm curious if that's really... If it's all sunshine and rainbows (laughs) and puppy dogs. It's It's everything. All at
1: once. Because we have a There are a lot of puppy dogs. Oh,
0: because quite literally, you have your own puppy dogs. It's the
1: best. I don't know. I honestly don't know what we would do without them. People that don't have dogs on the road, I know it's like an extra hassle, especially if your dog is bigger, but still. I don't think I could do it without a pup. (laughs) That's your puppy. Yeah, I think. I can't believe you've only played two something, Josh. I feel like you've played more. Well, I. Don't (laughs)
2: count the Detroit ones.
0: So t- I want to back up, yeah, re- rewind oh, yeah, to you said still. you were laid off, for what, is that like a, there are, yeah. you have.
1: Well, you want to start at, you want to start at the beginning? I, I, Maybe I we should suppose. start at the beginning. Give the whole All right. picture. All right. <laughs> um, I think, like, yeah, the, the layoff part, that's the sad part of the story. Oh,
0: okay. We need some, <sighs> like, that, the that, we'll, put, part we'll, we'll that. put that in the middle, sort of our con- Our, our, our yeah. in- introduction, conflict, and resolution yeah we need a we, we, need, we need a, a flow a we need a structure
2: good. um Wait, but, definitely... for me, but,
3: but for me is this being laid off is that just when they had to do local hires or were you like legit fired
1: no it's not legit no fired. it's for local <laughs> hires <laughs> I was like did, did we not talk about this, so no. Like, this some no it's drama. when there
2: are they they have to use uh locals
1: yeah, okay, okay, fine, we'll All talk right. about it. Right. So th- certain cities have strong enough unions that require that we pick up locals. And it, depending on the size of your band, um, how, however many people are in the band, it's like in the union pamphlet, if you have so many people, mm. then this many people get laid off. So we have a 10-piece orchestra. And for sits that are longer than six weeks, the, the official rule is that we have to lay off um I think it's five people, but our, our contract is a little squirrely because we have a built in rhythm section, uh, clause (laughs) so that we will never lay off our rhythm section because that is just too much. It's way too um, important to train a local. Yeah. Yeah, It just is not an option. And then, so technically like, um, the first big layoff we encountered, we've only, we've had three so far, but the problem is that the second one, like in DC was Mm. 14 weeks and then, um, Detroit was the third one. And then we'll have another one in Philly, which is another 12 weeks. And like the other tour who hasn't really dealt with layoffs yet next year, they have a six month layoff. So it's, it's, uh, it's not ideal for these longer sits.
0: That's some strange scheduling of being like, ah, I got six months
2: solid. And then, I mean, like, you know, for a while. Well, and it's also unfortunate
1: because
2: the way it works is it's the same people who get laid off. So like, Mm.
0: Oh, there's no right out. so like yeah.
2: the same people take the hit every time and but on the flip side then the people who don't leave have to also deal with you know having new people in the in the band and that changes mm-hmm. literally all aspects like not just the plane but you know the mm-hmm. what am i talking what am i trying to say like the feeling you know just changes the uh yeah so the vibe
1: you're going to hear us say vibe a lot. Yeah. Vibe is a vibe. lot of what this life is about.
2: Who's responsible you... for
3: those auditions or for that?
1: There's no audition. Well, that's what's frustrating is
2: there are no auditions. So like I had to audition. We all had to audition to get the job, but then they don't have um, to. The people who take over our jobs don't have to.
1: They did have to audition in San Francisco, but it depends entirely on the theater and what the local union is allowing. So it's it's specific to the city. So when, what we try to do what the upper management tries to do is um i don't know if i'm allowed to talk about this actually so we might need to cut this part out um i'll check up on what's legal to say in public but all right. but basically
0: we'll just have a big long bleep <laughs> right
1: here <Beep>. <laughs> <laughs> no i just it, the ideal situation since like you said like we've all auditioned for these parts we've gotten this job like this is a a unit a structure that's in place and running and then when we have to you know bring on these local people which my understanding is that strings are the ones that go because strings are the largest concentration of the gig scene so they're the ones that we have to pick up um
2: mm-hmm.
1: oh interesting Just because you know there's a lot of string players as opposed to like a hundred guitarists in a city there's gonna be way more violinists and all of that so that's right, why right. um Anyway, the, but of course our preference is to be able to audition people, but that's not the case. And depending on the theater and the contractor and the system that they have set up, that determines everything. So like in D.C., we were at the Kennedy Center, so we had to pick up opera house musicians and the way they work is that there's a rotation on, on their roster. They go through a list of people in order. So like the one guy that was playing uh, Zeno, who's quite a character, love that guy, um, he uh, I think he said he hadn't played a musical theater show in eight years, and the last one he played was South Pacific. So a lot of these people, like...
0: You can't see our surprise. <laughs>
2: yeah. like, wow, sorry. That's just a really yeah, long time. But it's a long, like... The Kennedy Center
1: Opera House has marks. a lot of violinists, right? And if they're yeah, only guess, picking up one yeah. per show that rolls through every mm-hmm. once in a while, then it's, it takes them a while to get through the list. Um, and in yeah. that city... It, because it was such a long sit, they split the chairs. So I was working with six locals, and I had two Walker Concert Masters. So for these long sits, they're supposed to lay off the Concert Master, the whole string section, and the guitar. For DC, they kept the guitarist and I, and they're letting the guitarist go for Philly. So it's like the longer this thing is up and running, the more they want to have a good relationship with the local unions. Um, but the problem is, like hmm. as we all know, like the other the other company, I believe, had to basically hornswoggle their cellist who's a local in Dallas they had to like <laughs> Horn- they had to hornswoggle, hornswoggle someone the contractor or whoever to get her to play because she's a local Dallas cellist and it's her book and what? they were not gonna they that, were not gonna what
0: does that mean hornswoggle? yeah what on earth
1: <laughs> I don't know dupe. dupe I think it's like dupe, dupe? dupe? um okay. but yeah like she wasn't gonna play even though she's a local in Dallas because the contractors have the final word that's the bottom line
0: um, wow! There's hey. a lot of
1: there's a lot of like a so lot of moving parts. A,
0: it could be, so I think that the what I'm the takeaway I'm getting is like there's a lot of variations, a lot of different flavors of what a tour might look like, and it's not a for sure like you you sign on and you're playing for sure every night for months on end. You might have some time off. You might have. In
1: fact, this this show you play you, way more than like. Like uh, the one local we were supposed to pick up in St. Louis, and they bought him out, but they had to show up to the theater every night. That happens sometimes. He was on the American in Paris tour and was only up for the Hamilton set because he was laid off from American in Paris. But the majority of tours that have hmm. strings, they get laid off a lot because they're moving more quickly.
0: When you were in DC, like you, you stay and you stay down because you were the concertmaster. But Jess and then also Greg, I assume too, right? Greg is playing viola. What do you do for six weeks?
2: great question um Danny, i don't you do don't you do better? oh no, oh, um, no <laughs> i was very lucky last time and was able to get um some work with the symphony i had been playing in but this upcoming one who knows i mean the thing that's also really tricky about it is most of us don't have homes anymore i was gonna
0: say i <laughs> feel home. like a lot of people ditch their rent back home or whatever
2: Right. And so that's the tricky thing is finding a place um, to go. And like six weeks was six weeks and okay. But like three months is, you know, you got to crash with someone or, you know, whatever. Like Mm -hmm. you just kind of, because you're not getting an income anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, you just got to figure it out. It's kind of hard. At least this time for this upcoming layoff, they did tell us ahead of time. Like significantly Mm -hmm. early, which was which was at least nice, Um, although it's also still kind of tricky because it's Mm -hmm. you know how the music world works. It's almost like too early to tell people you're going to be back because it's still not for a a while. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like okay, great, we know a couple months ahead of time. You know, people will forget that you're coming back if you tell them like six months early. Do you know what I mean? That's all. So it's still kind of like you—you you don't know what you're gonna do exactly. Mm. Um, the other thing, though, I think that makes our layoffs unique is that, unlike Broadway, where you can sub out, here we play together eight times a week, and so. Meaning, we play with the same band eight times mm-hmm. a week. Where in Broadway, they probably don't play with the same bland, same band. <laughs> You know, oops, the same band many nights at all, actually. And so we get really used to what we hear and what we expect to hear. And so then when other people come in and it changes, that's really
1: interesting. Like tonight, tonight we've got a sub percussionist and that's always interesting, which is that's only happened twice. Maybe Mm -hmm. that we've had a sub percussionist. So like, you know, somebody like our
2: percussionist is taking some personal days and so, like, even changing one person, like, tonight is going to be really interesting, interesting just because yeah. it's going to be a different,
1: who knows, you know. And and he's in charge of dropping the click, so you never know. <laughs> like, yeah. that could just be And we had be a sub-drummer a couple weeks ago, <laughs> and, like, I'm that sure it...
2: changes.
1: Again, because of
2: personal days, you know, so, like, and I keep saying personal days because it's not like the person is just, like oh, I don't want to come tonight. Somebody else go wow. for me. Like, we don't have that option, right? So, like, these are planned absences. But, like, it really changes what you hear, especially when it is the rhythm section. Although, I don't know, it changed mm-hmm. a lot, too, when the strings were different. Like,
1: but just in a different oh, yeah. way. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Just- well, intonation feel no but even like the guitar no. we had a sub guitarist and the the other guitarist is great but it's just a very different approach right. and most of our stuff no but the difference between subs and layoffs is that we have locals who have never played it whereas they're sending in new york people or chicago people and they're definitely because this this show is like all about groove and feel like the new york band approaches the beat differently than our band does and so like they're you know like there are variations on that and differences in sound, but it is funny, we're on one hand we're so lucky to have the same group every night and like consistency mm-hmm. is the name of the game for us. Whereas like mm-hmm. just as saying on Broadway, like I subbed a ton, like I've played I think uh, when, I'm at like five seventy five now with this tour, but I think I'd done over a hundred before our tour. Um mm-hmm. because the violin he takes off a lot. So like, you know, there's a lot of subbing out that goes on Broadway. It's just a completely different animal being on the road.
0: Interesting
1: get a barf bucket if you're sick good luck <laughs> sorry sorry you're gonna pass out play anyway puke and
0: rally just keep it going
2: it is a game of puke
1: and rally yeah <laughs> <laughs> luckily luckily no one has had uh there have been some close close calls but no one's been like deathly ill sam i think was the sickest person that had to play a show our keyboardist <laughs> and it was really sad yeah
0: well, that's the worst oh,
1: but he made it he uh tom
0: rewind you said you're talking about um you run the click every night do does the entire show run on a click track yeah does, and does everybody have the click or is it like yeah. just the conductor just the rhythm section no we all have it huh. we all have it oh yeah so you are
1: there are a few spots where the click is not running but it's pretty much the whole time and they actually added a click. So one of two, we have like two like ballads in the show that I don't know. It's fun for the strings to play "Burn" and "It's Quiet Uptown." And I don't know, like somewhere into my like first six months of subbing on Broadway, they changed the click and burn to be on the eighth note, which is it's in six eight. So it's like that 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 that. You hear that
0: thing in your in your dreams.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> it is funny. There's definitely a like very specific tone to the yeah. click that i think for years to come like if they ever make it like mm-hmm. a telephone ring like it will probably cause <laughs> <laughs> like a,
1: some sort of traumatic yeah, reaction like, of people being like oh, i'm a oh i'm a of the click, oh god <laughs> yeah oh that's great mm-hmm. that's cool that's what's cool about the percussion track in this book so the breakdown is we have two keyboards one of them is conducting and then a string quartet, guitar, and he also picks up the banjo for one tune, and he's got a he's got a like a he calls it a.
0: I thought that was going to be your job. I know. I you were come on, banjo it's a four it's a four bass.
1: string, so it's not legit. It's um, like Dixie Dixie banjo, and then it a the bassist. Banjo or something. Yeah. <laughs> and he so he's got like four instruments. The guitar is four instruments. The bassist does. Is it three uh, or four? Does he get like the keyboard. Like I guess quadruple? is four.
0: Does he make like four times what you guys make? Yeah. Because. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, Sometimes. I think it's... No, but uh, he does get doubling he, fees, yeah, of course, for each one. Yeah. Um, but the percussionist that's kind of, like, he's dropping the click, he's playing random stuff, he's got some pipes and bells and whistles, and then he also, his track is connected to lighting cues, so percussionist is, is like, crucial. The percussionist oh and the drummer are, like, running run this show. So does his stuff,
2: like, actually trigger cues? Like, when he hits a button, does it actually do lights? I've always... That's my understanding, i wondered yeah. how they have coordinated that so well.
1: You should ask him because you're living with him. Can you get can you can you uh, get him on the horn? <laughs>
2: no, I can't actually, he's out of town. I know.
1: <laughs> I'll ask him uh, I'll ask him when he comes back.
0: Uh but that brings up uh what living life is like. What do do um are you guys on your own? Do they provide housing options? Or it's that's uh, I think something you're not like living on the bus or in
2: hotels or something all the time, are you? Thankfully you get a if you want i yeah. guess yeah
1: yeah you can and a lot of people do live in hotels uh-huh. but uh you can choose what to do we've done i haven't i've only done airbnbs you did your first hotel recently right Jess? yeah i did yeah not pref- not preferred um not maybe not that
2: hotel setup i think what they usually here here's the thing you the company gives you housing options within hotels okay and then you can either say, cool, I want this one, or I don't want any of them, and go the Airbnb route or stay with family, like whatever. They don't care, as long as you show up to the show. Um, mm-hmm. I like Airbnbs because you have a kitchen, and you then you don't have to spend mm-hmm. money or as much on food, right? You can cook and kind of feel a little bit more in control sure. and of that stuff, but... Um, Apparently, a lot of the hotels they stay in do have kitchens or kitchenettes, but of course, not the one time I had to stay in a hotel.
1: Yeah, and they do like, <laughs> yeah, they try to have one with like at least a kitchenette option, but not some cities you just they don't have it, you know? Right, and I think that was the you're, case. Uh,
0: making macaroni and cheese in the coffee pot,
1: <laughs> right? And and
2: you know, and so there's also like you just feel like you're always in bed because they don't have like this particular hotel, like they didn't really have a seating area. So I just watched a lot of like 600-pound <laughs> life while eating in my bed. bed. Sounds
3: awesome. Is it like a housing budget that they give you? Do they say, yeah. so mm-hmm. we pay this much each time and the hotel is always within that budget in your Airbnb? Um, like Or did if no, say you say no, no to the, the hotel?
1: Yeah. You get the even, mo- money regardless.
3: And and then you pay the right, hotel yeah. directly. So they
1: they like arrange a deal. But the thing with hotels is that, and sometimes it's the best option in a city, right? Like just did it in Rochester because it was the best option for her but the thing is like if you can find a decent Airbnb then you're not having to pay like that 13% hotel tax on top of whatever the nightly fee is right mm-hmm. so it really adds up but we get a per diem that's non-taxable and that's honestly that's what makes this gig really worth it that's actually why um, people
2: tour like right. or why because a lot it, of people want to tour because you get get you,
0: non-tax yeah. per diem
2: they pay your your living I mean, obviously you can go over your living expenses, you know, like, and then you're Mm -hmm. coming out of your own salary. But like, um, for the most part, you should be able to, your living expenses are usually coverable that's not a word but like through the per (laughs) diem you know what i mean like there's some town there's some towns that like might wipe out your entire per diem like with the hotel right like
1: boston we spent like there are two of them greg and i are two people and we spent the entirety of our per diem on housing right alone but then other cities you make out like a bandit because like in east lansing we're all shacked up together here and it's really cheap right you know so like what
0: about um cars do you keep did you keep your car
2: and did you travel well so that's actually why i did the hotel in the last place we were because i have a car my own excuse me my own personal car i should clarify because you will find out later and so the hotel is the cheapest option for parking and living because of where so they also the company has to provide you with transportation to the hall if the hotel is further than like 0.5 miles away or something like that and this particular hotel was like a mile away so they either have so they actually would just reimburse you for lifts and ubers to the hall and then they had a shuttle back to the hotels for us whereas if i stayed in a different place i would have had to pay for my transportation back and forth do you see what i mean so that's why like
0: can you uh i'm sure that gets a little dicey if you're like uh i'm gonna uber to the bar that's across the street from uh, they're like yeah the, sure
2: oh
1: yeah actually they're yeah they'll get specific. you they'll be like hey you didn't take this back you didn't take this back to your hotel like actually that happened to some yeah to and somebody. you're like it
0: like, was like
2: close
0: but yeah. you're like nah 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 uh. You They'll know? call you
1: on it. Isn't that funny? Does so that say
0: something about me that I'm like thinking about ways to, like, how do I get a free ride to the bar? I'm like, no.
1: Oh, no. Do you don't
2: know have to be both on oh, that? Oh, yeah. No, no. Time.
0: <laughs> it carries over from cruise ship. Oh, yeah, a little bit. And also, and there's also some orchestras that pay, like, carpooling or they give you gas money, but it's like you can't use the. You can't do both. You can't have like the mm-hmm. hotel stay and the driving back and forth. So I don't know. We were always like scheming of ways to get it, to get both or something. And you're like, eh. anyways, yeah. but so
2: like here, the hotels are far enough away that they actually, and it's probably because of where we are, like how the town, like it's a smaller town that they actually just rented cars for everybody.
0: That's so funny.
2: So
1: income, in company, house, in company. Yeah. Ha-
2: correct. So like we don't get, we are not in uh, company housing so we don't get cars.
1: It's been great though um, like Jess was talking about earlier with the layoffs last year we didn't know what the deal was with DC until right before it happened like I didn't think I was playing and then suddenly I was and Greg was laid off, which is why he had a hard time finding work last summer <clears throat> And also like being laid off during the summer kind of stinks because there's nothing yeah, happening everybody's at least laid the off Philly <laughs> layoff is like the beginning of a season so hopefully like Jess and Greg and Roland will be able to get work that's related to the season startup. That's the only good thing about that timing. But yeah, I didn't know. So like I ended up staying with my friend's aunt in um, her basement and having this very sweaty commute. So <laughs> I will say like each city we each city we live somewhere and learn something about what not to do in the, <laughs> in the next place or what choi- like housing options to go with.
3: Do you guys always, is it mostly like the band who is living outside of the hotels or are there also singers or dancers that do and um, do you guys find that it builds camaraderie? Like, what has it done to the ensemble or the way you've gotten to know other musicians if you're not all staying in the same place? Uh, how has it fostered community, and how has it kind mm-hmm. of detracted?
1: We're fostering some community this city because Jess is living with two guys. Um, Greg and I are living with two guys. It is funny. Like, certain cities, if we're not all living close to each other, we just kind of see each other at work.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Is there uh, usually, like, a after the... After the show, we're all going to hang out or before the show, we're going to all get dinner or something, any kind of... You know, I find that that varies.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I find that it varies by city. And honestly, if like, I feel like in Boston, there was more hanging out after the show because even though people were spread out all over, actually Mm -hmm. in Boston, there were places you could go out by the hall. If there are not places close to the hall, we mm-hmm. just don't go out. We it's really out. interesting. Yeah, like usually
1: on Mondays we end up hanging out together. Like the other night, Sam and Patrick had us all over, and like oh, oh we have fun. book club right now. So mm-hmm. look
2: we at you guys. <laughs> no, that's actually been really great. But I do find that it varies.
0: What are you, well, since we're talking, what what are you reading in your book club? Uh, uh, blink uh, by
2: Malcolm Morris. Right, Malcolm Morris. Okay. Malcolm Gladwell. Gladwell. Who's Malcolm Morris?
0: Malcolm Gladwell.
1: Who's Malcolm Morris? I don't know, but oh, Malcolm Gladwell. I think I, think I, I, think <laughs> I
0: listened to that. It's about a, like a statue or something. Mm-hmm. In the the beginning, crew. Yes. He took oh, yeah, yeah. To see it. Harrison mm-hmm. remembers.
3: He just swished a cloth off the top of it and said, well, it isn't ours yet, but it will be in a couple of weeks. And I said, I'm sorry to hear that. What did Harrison see? She didn't know. In that very first moment, when Houghton swished off the cloth, all Harrison had was a hunch, an instinctive sense that something was amiss. Yeah. A few months later. Uh,
1: thin slicing. Snap decisions, facial expressions.
2: Yeah. I love
3: that. That's a good one.
2: But I will say when I was living in the hotel, what I found was interesting, well, you know, of course, they put us all on like the same couple of floors, you know? And it was interesting because they definitely interacted with people that I haven't really interacted with or don't interact very often, just because you're living on the same floor. So you run into each other in the hallway before after show, you know, like, and so that was actually kind of nice. Mm-hmm. I think either way, whether you go with uh, a hotel or if you share a place with somebody or a couple people on an Airbnb, you just get a different type of community because you run into different people. Um, when you go it alone, it's also sometimes nice because you might just need a little, I don't want to say a break, but like whatever you need at uh-huh. that time, you know, everybody needs different things. Some people on the tour, I think it's so interesting yeah. and really cool. Cause they're, I feel like they're using the tour to do what they actually really want to do. And I don't mean that negatively, but they have like side businesses that are, um, they're trying to turn into full-time work uh-huh. and this really allows them to do that because the schedule is um you know allows them to do that work as well as have the money to kind of set up some stuff they'll tend to like have a little bit more of what i would call like a schedule Mm -hmm. like because they have work they have to get done or we have a couple people on tour that are going to school you know and they're going to school online and Mm
1: -hmm. kind of able to
2: a you can kind of finance it in a way that you don't feel like oh i'm going to be in debt forever and then if i mean you do have to be disciplined i will say that it's interesting you have to create it yeah because you say like right. technically we only work 24 hours a week right and saturday and sundays are basically a loss because you're at the theater all day uh because we do two shows but technically we do eight shows a week they're three hours each that's what hours. i was
0: curious about is there any call time ahead of time i mean it's just like The band has mandatory sign in
1: by fifteen minutes now because we've had some incidents. (laughs) (laughs) We have had some close calls, but yeah, we. I mean,
2: fifteen minutes is pretty close.
1: It is right. That's
2: not like it's it's not not like you have to structure your day to get there an hour early or anything. It is interesting to me how quickly it feels like your day fills up. Even like I'm not Mm -hmm. going to school right now. I'm not doing a side business, and it is interesting how it's like oh my gosh, I have to like do these three things and like the day is going to be over. It also,
1: and it's hard because, um, you know, we get home late at night and you kind of got to do it. You got to perform a wind down. (laughs) So we stay up a little late and then we're getting up a little later and then the day just goes fast. But it's like definitely a very unique opportunity to focus on things that you wouldn't, if you had a normal schedule and a normal life somewhere else where you like had to meet other people's needs or whatever. Um, like most of us are like finding time to work out and like meditate and do things that like in the normal hustle of freelance life you just don't have time for or can't prioritize on the regular um Mm -hmm. but it it still is funny it's like if I want to practice my regular violin or baroque violin or like do a collaboration with somebody or I'm like Jess and I are both working on guitar right now like it adds up really quickly and you're like the show's here and then meanwhile Coop who's our drummer who's living with me right now it's one of the people Jess is referencing is having like a side business. He already had like a producing thing before he mm-hmm. came and so he has like his little production set up on Tuesdays when we get into a new city. He rolls up with his trunk and sets up his table and like he had to mix something so someone rented him an Airbnb the last three nights where he was just like mixing non-stop when he wasn't at the show. So like people are doing stuff. That's <laughs> interesting. Mean, yeah.
2: And like I do think part of it, I don't know about Everybody, but for me, having the show—I mean, it's a long show—and even though you've played it a lot, like you still don't want to, you know, be totally out of it and like screwing stuff up. So, like, to figure out like your energy and brain management so that you can play a three-hour show that doesn't start until seven thirty or eight o'clock and be on until like ten thirty or eleven—that um, it it'd probably be a I don't lot know. of like, like I discovering, need to, like, if I practice, like
0: discovering what you can manage or what. I don't know probably learning about
2: yourself yeah like a trial and error mm-hmm. yeah and it's you know like if I want to practice I have to do it at a time so that I still have time but to to mm-hmm. rest before yeah. the shot. Yeah. it's it's crazy <laughs> Like I don't know it's a weird thing and it's really weird and it's taken me a while to like be okay with that because um I think you know being fr- in the freelance lifestyle before and like you're just going 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 to like pay your bills. Right. And you're doing like 12 hour days Mm -hmm. often. And so it's weird to be like, I really need to rest (laughs) or have like some downtime right before the show. But it's, so I do feel like that is a nice luxury Mm -hmm. to have now. And I think it's unfortunate to call it a luxury, (laughs) but it is, I think it's real. I don't know. And you know, that could just be me, but I find that I, do better that way
0: no but yeah i think that that's huge i think for everybody and not not necessarily just for musicians or per se but like recognizing what your emotional needs are like for me a lot of times it's so easy just like yeah. work work during the day and then drive home and then get home and i'm you know not in a good mood or something and it's like or sometimes I used to, i used to do the reverse if i was at home all day before my wife would come home i'd be like okay i'm gonna stop what i'm doing i'm gonna like Go walk around the block or something, just to kind of like change it up, mix it up before I'm about to. I want to, I don't know. So that's. I mean, that's. I, I'm not yeah. a good example of someone who who manages their emotional state, you know, per, very well. But you know, I think that's uh, that that's
2: that's great. I'm, I'm one thing I'm I think impressed personally, and Anna. I wonder if you think this too. I mean, we kind of talked about it already, but like having the whole day technically to yourself, but you know, it fills up with, cause like we still have to live life. Right. So you still have to like go to the grocery store. You have to uh-huh. do laundry. You have to clean, you have to go to see doctors or whatever. So like that and that honestly uh-huh. many times feels so much harder <laughs> because you have to find out where is the grocery store? Yeah. Where are the doctors? And it changes like every three to four weeks, right? So you never feel like... There's a lot of mapping. We're doing you know, a lot of mapping. Like you there's totally mapping. know what you're doing. And I think there's something about that I, that is oh, sure. t- subconsciously tiring. Like I don't think you necessarily always feel that. But I didn't realize that until I... During the layoff, um, the Detroit layoff, which was six weeks, I went back to Indianapolis. Um, and it was just so weird like to be like, Oh, I know where the grocery store is. Like, I don't have to, like, map that out on my way here. Or I don't have to even, like, because, like, what I tend to do (laughs) here, like, on tour is, like, the week before we move, I start looking at things in the new city. Like, if I want to do a yoga thing, like, where is one? Or where are the grocery stores? Like, what are, you know, what's close to my house or wherever I'm staying? Like, last night I was looking for, like, does Louisville have... Like the bike share programs. Oh, they do. Great. Where's the closest one to my house? Oh, I don't know if that's like so, you know what I mean? Like just trying to figure out all that kind of stuff. And during the layoff, when I was like, oh, I know where everything is, the other thing that's interesting is I was living with my brother who has like a real person job. And I've always wondered how he does so much stuff during the day besides the fact that he is an energizer bunny. But when you have that routine, like he knows he's going to be at work from this time to this time but you get home from work at like five 30 or six. Like then I finally understood like how people can like go to the gym and like make dinner or like go meet friends and like do things like that, that we can't do when we work at night working. Like when you're freelancing, just, you know, you might start work at 10 in the morning, but not get home till 10 at night. And like, I know everybody has it in all different industries, but it was just really interesting to be like, Oh, There is something about that that's very appealing, and it's hard to make yourself have a schedule Mm
0: -hmm. on your own, like
2: like that. Well, even when you're on tour, because. You know things change like, oh, maybe on this day everyone is gonna go check mm-hmm. out whatever thing in this new town, and you want to go and that's super fine and good, but then that means it's thrown off your routine a little uh, this
0: was my I was kind of curious about because I've done just a little like like Christmas concert tour stuff or something like they were they were bus tours, but it was like I was always torn between, like, oh, hey, I'm in a new city. I'm going to make plans and hang out with these friends I haven't seen since college. Or, oh, there's this really famous museum or something. And it's, like, y- you can try to do the, like, touristy stuff. Or it's, like, you know, I got to do laundry today. I got to write a bunch of emails today. And it's like, it was, like, it was, it was difficult to yeah. not just mm-hmm. not just see the backs of the halls or the parking lots that you were in but you were like well i just had to i and didn't get to see, like, like, I remember I went, once I went to Dallas and like, I didn't see anything. I saw a parking lot and like the backstage and then <laughs> yeah. we got on the it's bus. It's so true.
1: Well, like, man, <laughs> I was like, I have
0: no idea. Dallas might be cool. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I didn't get out on it. I, I will say like when we were in DC, I didn't go to a single museum and I was there for 14 weeks. <laughs> it just totally, it depends on the city and the, like the atmosphere, the temperature outdoors. Mm-hmm. There's so many factors. A lot of people they'll do ask me and they're like, oh, do you do like sightseeing and all these? places and it depends. It totally depends. Like when we were in Detroit we went to the Motown Museum and that was like I was like I definitely want to do that. But there have been other places where like I was across the street from the Memorial Art Gallery in Rochester and I never went. And it's like you have to I think what Jet like what I was thinking about while Jess was talking just now is just like it-, it was driving home for me. We do a lot of subconscious preparation to be able to do the job well. Mm-hmm. And when we get thrown off, like you just have to kind of be aware in the moment about what you're able to do that day. Like on days off, if you're feeling chill and you wanna like like the other day when went, went have a picnic and then went and hung out with people at night and you want to spend your day like that, cool. But if your family's in town and it's a weekend, you like quickly realize how spent you are mm-hmm. and how you're unable to perform the job well because it's mentally taxing to have like guests and have all these like sightseeing things mm-hmm. or whatever. Like it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's really yeah, too much. Which sounds crazy, but it's really true. Mm-hmm. Like, it's too much to have family. No, I'm just kidding. But, like, no, I'm just kidding. Family, family <laughs> on a five-show see- weekend, though, is, like, some of the most challenging parts of tour. Just, yeah. I love them. I want to see them. But that's the problem is that you're not able to take that mental time for yourself to, like, prepare. Right, right.
0: <sighs> I've had some of those, like, in-between yep. shows, and you're going to dinner, and you're like, why yeah. isn't a check coming? Yeah. Like, I have to go now. Like, I'm going to be late. And you're just like, ah, I'm trying it can to really right. squeeze do, an, it 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 can can do in a number on like-
1: you. Yeah.
2: Because there are definitely towns I didn't, Go do anything that I feel like and the thing is funny and that you say like you uh in Detroit you went to the motown thing but it's funny to think like you guys were there for six weeks and you managed to get to one place and like yeah but, you went
0: to, like you went saw one thing but
2: yeah. I mean it did other things too but that was, was know, the main one mm-hmm. and I say that well yeah and I say that jokingly because that can feel weirdly like a very big undertaking.
1: And I do think it, yeah, it depends on the people, too, because, like, some people, like, uh, our violist for the first six months of tour, Darcy, she's, like, she gets to a town. She goes to everything. She walks the whole town and sees all the things. But that's like her goal on tour. She's in a different part of life than Mm -hmm. I am. And like, and I love that about her. And she'd be like, she'd report back on like, what was cool and what wasn't. And then maybe I'd go do some of the things that she rated highly or, but like some people on tour are doing that. They're going and doing all the things. It just Mm -hmm. really depends on your personality and what you can handle.
2: And and, and again, like, like you said, like what your goals are. I think that's really, yeah, that's really important to and your goals can change. And that is one thing that's really interesting about tour. And it could just be like where we all are in life. You know, maybe other people don't think this way at all. But one thing I like about this job is it can kind of be whatever you need it to be in a way like, yeah, if you know, like you were saying, Michael, we don't have rehearsals. We all Mm -hmm. know the show. We've played it. I mean, I've played it the least amount of times. Everyone else has played it. Like our show, the tour itself just reached 900 shows last weekend. So, I mean, people have been here mm-hmm. for a while. And um, so it can be like a respite if you need it to be, you know, like, you know, this job, yeah. you can go do what you need to do to get yourself to play the show well that night. But it can mm-hmm. be a respite. It can be something that can finance some other outlet for you, like the producing thing or going to school online or whatever. Like, it can kind of be... Mm -hmm. a lot of things and it can morph into whatever you need that to be at the time. I don't know. It's just interesting. And it's, it's, it's very, I feel very lucky to have that Mm -hmm. because that's not that I know that does not happen with most jobs. It's a
1: luxury time. And like, I don't know if you guys remember back before I went on tour, the goal was to be Mm -hmm. on for 12 to 18 months. And now I'm about to reach 18 and are probably going to be on for another year. (laughs) Just because like, this is a very unique, um, job experience that allows you to save money which is so unusual as musicians and be able to do some of the things that we've never been able to do because it's just not been an option time or time wise or financially um and i I think like yeah tell them oh
2: tell them Uh, what you did
1: uh greg and i have put we've put in an offer on an apartment in new york get out
2: home
1: home
0: ownership Look at you, adulting.
1: It's, it's incoming. I don't know. It's a little scary. That's they cashed awesome. the down payment yesterday. I almost That's threw fantastic. up. <laughs> the what happened? Yeah. They cashed the, the down payment. The Jess actually had to take Greg to mail. <laughs> I felt like Jess I was part, part of her of home purchase. Um, <laughs> it was funny. Yeah.
2: It was funny because Greg, like, just brought a check. I'm like, you need an envelope for that. You can't
1: just, Greg, you can't just please, that don't, t- put don't put a stamp, don't put a stamp on was, that check. It,
2: it was really funny.
1: I was like, oh, my uh, God. That's really funny. <laughs> no, but I felt like I'm buying it. Uh,
0: oh, that's amazing. I'm curious, let's zoom into, like, when, when the show starts. Like, you're at the theater or whatever, maybe when you check in, like, what is that experience now, like, after playing... You know 200 500 shows are you playing from memory does it like do you like black out and wake up again and the show's over and you're like how did where did what did that how did that what just happened did we play the show did i not play the show sometimes like like, where was there have been
1: a couple times recently (laughs) well i've never had a whole show blackout personally (laughs) but i have had moments where i looked at jess and i've been like did i just play that (laughs) because i like literally can't remember if i played the certain line there have been like, times yeah. recently that i have like
2: <laughs> you know we're playing something we play it there's a rest and i just turn the page
1: but the song is not over oh yeah we've both been doing that i don't know if like sitting next to each other is like enabling Wait, us. it
0: and ends- and, like, it doesn't really matter if you turn the page. Like, you know what you know.
1: Or- no, I just, like, do it. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm done. I'm just over that song. I'm ready to move on. I definitely have it memorized every once in a while if I've turned the page at the wrong time. Like, I know what's coming, but I still freak out. And I'm like, right. Oh, well,
2: I think it's maybe a visual thing because, like, yeah, it's a visual. you're hearing something that's not what you're seeing on the right. page. It and triggers what, like, fear. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but it is yeah. funny because, like, Jess and I still play off the regular music and we recently the first over the first year of tour we were not allowed to use phones and it was terrible um now we're all playing each other at words with friends during the show and doing occasionally our book club (laughs) reading (laughs) because we have a meeting on friday and it's a longer chapter
0: how long of like of a break will you have not much like we have
1: one we have one We have three breaks where you put your fiddle down and like chill for like two whole minutes. Right. Okay. Otherwise, it's like six, sixteen bars yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. It's not a ton of time, but there's one break in Act One, like midway through, which is nice, where we kind of just like we're like, oh, and I'm like, oh, halfway through Act One, cool. And then the cabinet battles in Act Two. Right. And you can stretch or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's, like it's definitely more. Are
0: they, not Oh, using so they play music? off of iPads. Okay. Yeah, they play
1: off of iPads. Greg definitely hasn't memorized. I don't even know if he looks at the music anymore. Our drummer doesn't look at the music, which is incredible. He's a like he doesn't, even, he doesn't have even have it out. Music in it's there. It's like in the corner. Yeah. He doesn't like... look at it. Um but Greg and Roland understand. have their iPads turned I don't know if you guys should know this or not. <laughs> and they have split screen music and a book. <laughs> 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 and now they both have their stand lights turned off because they say they don't need it, so I like look back and it's like a dark hole. Just... <laughs> yeah.
2: You turn around and they're just like like a glow
1: on their face <laughs> from the iPad, you know and it's... they're just
0: they're just playing words right, with friends funny I to me,
1: but you know we go through like i don 't know for me anyway, i've gone through phases of like and it depends on the directorship, like we've had different music directors like uh, one uh, one of our own has been promoted from the ranks right. and he's he's great and really different than the director that we had before, so it's just a you know whoever's conducting that sets a certain tone. And I think, like, I had a period, especially last summer when I was having to play with locals. I mean, it's even if the locals are great, like, it's still a different setting. It's just mm-hmm. different. And I definitely, like, was slogging through last summer. I just remember, like, and I wasn't doing well physically. And so it's, like, I, I for me anyway, I've gone through periods of being a little bored, a little extra bored, and then periods of, like, I'll play, like, a bajillion shows in a row, and I'm, like, focused and into it, and then... Like, recently, I feel like I've been a little more distracted, um, just, like, Mm focus-wise. But I think, like, it's probably whatever your brain is doing with you having played the same show every night. It's just different. Which has to be. I think that's the norm for
2: every job. The only difference is when you're freelancing, you're playing usually not the same thing every night. However, you can definitely have periods of time where you're like oh, I have to go to this and it feels like a chore and it feels like work. And then even if it is different music. So I feel like you just cycle through that kind of stuff with any type of job. The thing with this is just it's just very obvious because it is the same thing every night. And I actually think the repetition, the physical repetition of doing the same thing is actually more draining than playing different music, but maybe working more hours. Interesting. But like I find that I, my physical things like, and I'm now talking more specifically to playing my instrument. I feel that makes me tired. And I feel like some of my issues coming because it is literally the exact same thing. If tremolo causes the ulnar nerve to act up, that's unfortunate because we have tremolo in the show every day. Mm. Meaning, Oh, it's not like, okay, I just have to get through this week. And then next week it's different stuff. Mm -hmm. It's, okay, this is – so you have to figure out a way to, like, manage that without having a full-blown – and I think that's where the repetition of the literal exact same physical action comes in.
1: Yeah, and I will say, like, on one hand ba- – I mean, it's all going to come back to the layoff thing, so just <laughs> just get used to it. But on one hand, it's like the layoffs suck for me in different ways than they do for the people being laid off. And, like, having to work with other people is not ideal, right. all that stuff. but. I, I, like, I'm feeling it in my body these days because I haven't had breaks like the other players have. And I am I feel like <laughs> it's just perpetuating some, some issues that I have constantly. Is that difficult like,
0: because, Man. like, new players come in and they're all, like, chipper or trying to impress you or, I
1: don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm talking, like, physical just because I've played just, it so many times uh-huh. in a row at this point. But... but- but yeah i mean that is definitely part of some people some locals are like really over eager or or some haven't practiced and don't give a crap or they want to prove themselves to you or there's all manner of uh circumstances which jess had a she had an experience like she's by subbing for me that one week she got to know some locals for the first time and like sure it's just a different it's a different ball game um i will say like I love. I loved the people in Detroit. They were very kind. Awesome. It makes such a difference. I like this is an important. I just think like career note. If you're a local that would be picked up mm-hmm. for a show, um, just being kind to the people that are already part of this band and like coming in and being prepared like that, doing your best and being kind goes such a long way, because that's not always been the case for us picking up locals. And if somebody has an attitude, it really affects the whole thing, you know. Wow. That's it's it's a very delicate dynamic across yeah. the board.
0: I'm kind of curious about it probably wrap things up for this episode today, <clears> but <throat> yeah. is kind of that advice for people that want to get into this world? And I was kind of curious, like, do you have to live in New York to to get picked up, or is there any amount of when the show comes through your city and you get to you get to play with the locals? Does that have any bearing on helping your chances or what are some yeah. general advice from, especially from That's playing with the different mm-hmm. local players and seeing like, oh, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> you should, I don't know, don't act that way. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Any? Well, I
1: will say what's interesting is that like, I think in order to get in the scene, usually you got to be in New York, which I did that thing. But then like, I know Jess and she wasn't in New York and I was able to bring her on. So of course it's possible to not live in New York as is evidenced here, but it is so true. Like you know, Hamilton's such a different animal because they've they started with locals in San Francisco. They had a local experience in L.A. before the tour actually took off. Um, Chicago has a sit down where they like those are local players, and it's that because of those unions' involvement in the tours and starting and the sit downs, it's a different ball game than like them. The contractor pooling from New York City to be like, we know these people, they've subbed, they're good, whatever. Whereas with most tours, I think it's like it originates in New York and it goes out. That's the norm. So... But it's very possible that like if American in Paris is coming through and you're picked up and you do well, you can be called out to sub, you can be asked to go on another tour. Like it's definitely possible because that St. Louis local that was on American in Paris, he was from St. Louis. He's not a New Yorker. So it's definitely possible.
0: Okay. Let's say, yeah, like <clears throat> you're in St. Louis and you just get picked up to sub for a week or something and you're in St. Louis. It's you basically have to impress the the string player that's part of the tour Mm
1: -hmm. or the music director usually yeah okay Mm -hmm.
0: any do's or don'ts (laughs) i mean be be kind and and know your part yeah i mean it
1: depends on it depends on the show right so like i would say and jess you can fill in here as you want but like the american in paris is different just by nature than hamilton so hamilton you've got in ears the click track and all of them though you're miked I think like mic etiquette is really important (laughs) because people will open things in front of their mic or like crack their knuckles or like do weird things. And if I've got you cranked in my ear, like that's going to hurt, probably hurt me. No, no, don't be a mouth (laughs) (laughs) breather. Yeah. And like not warming up super loudly in the pit. That's one that I really harp on recently. Because we had this one person who just warmed up really loud. And I've muted her in my channel. But then she's actually louder because my mic picked up sound. <laughs> yeah, I should
0: get <laughs> I a mute like, myself. So just, like, you know.
1: leap. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, just knowing what you're going into and having proper etiquette surrounding those details. Interesting.
2: I mean, well, maybe know your part. Well, yeah, that.
1: <laughs> but
2: also, I do think the picking up locals, I think, is really it's really weird and it puts everybody in an awkward place because the band has like a vibe going on. They have, you know, a way that they do things and all of a sudden that's being taken away from them to make room for these new people. So it's like awkward for both sides. Okay. Cause the, the, the people mm-hmm. who are already there aren't, nobody is mad at the locals specifically, but it's not a great situation. Okay. Um, Uh so I think just understanding that and that like nobody, and so don't bash things or like, if you're the new person and you ask questions of the people who are already there, like, especially specifically, like, what do you have in your avion, like in your ears? Like, what Uh are you listening Uh to? And if you say, what is important for me to listen to? And then the person who knows what they're talking about tells you what to do. And then you don't do it
1: or you say, I don't want to have that. That's not great. <laughs> I will, I will you know say I mean? like mm-hmm. in DC and in these other cities I have, so I have to go out and rehearse them initially. And that's like, in always interesting. Um, just because they're, like, getting used to the book or whatever and, like, some people are more prepared than others or what have mm-hmm. you. Um, but then I give them the Aviom tutorial and I tell them exactly what I think they need to have. I tell them to feel free to ask questions. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's very frustrating sometimes to know that they're not, like, not listening to the percussion track or not, you know, like, there are certain things uh, that you have to be paying attention to rhythmically, uh-huh. especially in the show. Right. And if you're playing with one, so, like, classical people this is a interesting just interesting tidbit classical people right we're like oh my gosh I can't hear myself if I don't have this if I have both earbuds in, you're like oh no oh no uh-huh. and so a lot of our our uh, solution to that is to take the left ear out and just have the click and stuff in the right ear mm-hmm. but that's messing with you auditorially mm-hmm. right um, just because it's gonna change your sense of um, pitch, mm-hmm. and and honestly, I think it's like it's like the weird like having one window open in the car effect. I think I think it like can really mess you up, and I understand why people do that. And hey, the Broadway Pit they play with cans, and they've got one ear kind of cocked off the side, and they sound great. So it, I'm not saying it's not possible, but. They are also in a covered pit, whereas on tour, we're mostly in open pits and it's a different reverb situation just for what you're getting in your ear. Mm-hmm. And so now our whole string section has custom um, in-ear molds that mm-hmm. we've had made in um, monitors, in-ear monitors, yeah, which is great. And it's changed the game, like, since Detroit, Jess and Greg and I have gotten the new upgraded situation and the nuances you can hear, Woo! but even like... The thing is, like, whatever the local, whatever the permanent band is that's coming in and doing, if you're a local that's being picked up, you want to do what they're doing. Just
0: listen, take their advice. To
1: the best of your ability. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, Anna and I have very
2: different mixes, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, when I sit over in her chair, like, she, meaning she says some things louder than I do and, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we both have, uh, like, the rhythm stuff up cranked and so like yeah. that's where you, you you totally have room to hear what you want to hear or what you personally need to hear but like that rhythm has to be up and the click has I, to be yeah, and I got the cellist and when
1: Roland is at max volume <laughs> for intonation. yeah no but actually
2: like I actually have cello louder than I have Anna because that's the base right yeah. like that's what you're trying to hear and so like I know it's just it's just interesting it but um yeah like listen have your click on
1: <laughs> the click needs to be higher than one lord I know like we've we... I know Jess and I've been gabbing him for an hour we could probably just tell you stories for another three <laughs> there's just it's a mm-hmm. lot you know like this is our full-time life and people have lots of questions about it and you know if there are any questions that we can answer feel free to like write yeah, us or whatever we'll be glad to answer them and chat because it is it for is sure. a different it's... and unique setting that we're in and it's temporary you know like this is not forever mm-hmm. so It's a different ball game for right did
0: you have any other questions i feel like i, I yeah but i feel like the answer to
3: this to... would be like really long um i was no i was just gonna ask bonus bonus content no i was just gonna ask like you know i think when you're in a very large ensemble let's say you're you know a 120 piece orchestra or something like this um and you don't get along with somebody so well it's kind of easy to avoid them or like not have to see them this sort of thing but when you're in a 10 piece Mm -hmm. band or something like Mm -hmm. this um have you guys yeah created a culture to get things out in the open and um you know discuss them and you know, work out your differences and then move on so you can kind of keep a healthy atmosphere or have you been lucky enough and not had any uh, differences or, like, what's it, what's it kind of been like interpersonally and what have you guys found that works for you to, like, stay sane as a, yeah, as an ensemble? I, mean,
1: I do think that it has not been exactly smooth sailing forever, but when we have had interpersonal differences, it's like... We and th- and this is where like good contracting comes in, because honestly, it's so important to have like uh... <sighs> trying to look a, for a, a
3: compatible a... ensemble, a good vibe.
0: Or yeah,
1: anything. or but just like per each of us, like person to person, I think there has to be this sense that like we're gonna bring a pa- a positive attitude to this experience, regardless of what's going on. So even when difficult interchanges have taken place, like they're all all of us have to like. You can't be like, it it makes it difficult if you're like in a mood and you stay in it because it's going to affect everyone because it's such a small pit. Like we're all looking at each other like we're in the same band room. So I think that there does have to be like extra vigilance for maintaining relationships. And like we do, we do like have, we have little ways that like we connect with each other, whether it's like book club or just like hanging out in the band room or having little get togethers. And I think that maintains for the most part, like a sense of camaraderie.
3: Um, Cool. Okay.
1: It's not always, I mean, like, off the record, I'll tell you some things. But I mean, like, you're, we can wrap up first.
3: Sure, let's wrap up and then I want to know.
2: <laughs> well, I think what makes this job also especially tricky about that kind of stuff is whether you want to be or not, you are in people's business. Like, just because... Which is the proximity? Just because you're because close and to see exactly. Them, yeah. And so, like, meaning that there's actually way more in those interchanges than musical stuff. So that's what makes it tricky: is you don't necessarily, you're not trying to be in people's business necessarily, but you are just by the nature of the job.
1: But like musically, I will say what the what's nice is like, I'm sure there are some comments that like Coop could give us about feel and groove and stuff. And there's like this mutual respect of each other's like interpretation, like giving people time to like wake up to what needs to happen instead of like, I've never had an experience truthfully with anyone musically that's been like, you need to do this better. Like last night, the quartet, we all looked at each other and we're like, we need need to touch up some spots. (laughs) Or like here and there, we'll have a thing. We'll be like, can you make that G sharp lower Or, or whatever? But, you know, for the most part, everyone does have a very good like sense of um, musical respect, I <laughs> well, think. Well, and people want to do well on this job. I think, and
2: I don't know if that's standard across the board, but I do think that this band or the people in this band genuinely want to do, we want it to sound as good as it can. And of course we we all have off nights or whatever, and that can be really funny. But um, generally we all want it to sound as good as it can. So to be like, hey, we need to touch up some of these spots. It's nice that every, yeah. I mean, it is really nice that everyone's like, yeah, let's do that. As opposed to something being like, yeah, I don't really care or showing up to that like little touch up with just like an empathetic attitude. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. <clears throat> cool.
3: Okay.
0: Well, I think we have
3: heard what it is all
0: about. I think about. so.
1: Maybe or more than what you wanted point. to know. But maybe also not enough. Both.
3: <laughs> Ooh, we might have to have a round two. I think just the just the right amount. <laughs>
0: Right. Well not that I have much to have much to take credit for, but I have been Michael
3: O'Giblin.
2: I'm Anna Luce. I'm Jessica Wearsmo.
3: And I'm Christian Marshall. <laughs> wow. Just it's
2: like
0: riding a bike. It's just like riding a bike. Well, that is our show, folks. Thanks again so much you for listening and i'd like to say a special thank you to anna and jess for telling us uh, what life on the road is all about and as i mentioned if you do have more questions probably the best way to reach us is through instagram you can just send us a message we are at per service podcast all one word and if you enjoyed this episode you could help us out tremendously by leaving us a review or a rating in itunes it just helps other musicians find our show and I would also like to say thank you to our patrons, Ray Fisher, Siri Bloom, Kathleen Lavengood, Sarah Lee, and Ann Brueggemann for supporting our work and keeping us going. If you would like to join this incredible team of supporters, we do need your support for equipment upgrades and other costs that make this show happen. You can find a link for that on our show notes page, which is perservice.co 47, or by searching for us on patreon.com. Well, I'm looking forward to bringing you another fabulous episode very soon. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, be well and practice well.
1: They changed the click and burn to be on the eighth note, which is it's in six eight. So it's like that 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 that. <laughs> I ta 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 ta